Welcome back. Welcome back to season two, episode 11 of what Shero thinks about it. Stuff on my mind that forms into words and then actually comes out of my mouth. I am Shero. This week's topics, well, not necessarily topics, but this is where I explain where I have been over the past few weeks. Yes, I have been missing from the airways. We will get into all of that. Where have I been? And a little tidbit of where I am going. What is next for Shayro? Hi, this is Shayro. Thank you for being a listener to my podcast. You can support this podcast by buying me a coffee. Yes, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Shayro, C-H-E-T-R-O, and donate to the What Shayro Thinks About It podcast. The money collected will be used to purchase additional equipment for the podcast. Remember, that is buymeacoffee.com slash Shayro, C-H-E-T-R-O. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. It is so good to be back on the microphone. I have missed all of you and I hope you have missed me. Where oh where has Shayro been? First thing that happened, let me give you a timeline. Preparing for two presentations within the same week. <laughs> One was at my regular job. Then I was a presenter for the D14, District 14 Toastmasters Conference. I presented how to start a podcast. It was my intention to record an episode while preparing for both of these events. But what is planned is not what always happens. Since I am not totally feeding the hungry but doing divine deliverance of the people now, my extra or free time has been limited. And that's the most important thing that's been happening here. My, my time or the time I've had dedicated for basically doing podcasting has been reduced tremendously because of some other things that are happening. Because I have the ability to make more and I have, I really have to now since I have a rental vehicle through the platform, I have to get out there and make that rental. It's extra. That's a lot. Those rentals are expensive. So be sure to tip your <laughs> ride share drivers because we're trying to pay a bill there. Very expensive. I am out here in these ride share streets a lot more. So that's taking up a lot of my time. That's the biggest thing that happened. But again, I was preparing for two presentations. Both of them, eh, they went. We'll get into that a little bit later. They both went. I, I can say I'm satisfied with what happened. So a brother has been tired, tired. Some things right now are starting to normalize, and I realize that I have to just ensure that I schedule my time for podcasting. Scheduling time, putting your time in, in retrospect is very important. And you have to realize, especially someone like me that does all of this by myself, I have to put time in for this. And one of the things I talked about with podcasting, you have to look at how much time it takes to edit stuff, not just to record it, but, and I actually write my show out. So this show was intended to be unwritten. I was going to do everything from my head. I figured, okay, at least let me put the intro there, get that right. Hmm. Fingers started typing because a lot of stuff just came out of my mind. It came through my fingertips. So I just started typing it out just so I'd have my show. And that's what happened there with me supposed to be able to record this episode yesterday. And by the time I got it typed out, I'm like, okay, 
these rideshare streets were calling me. Better yet, those <laughs> surges and dollar signs, they were calling me. Okay. So, yeah. Second thing is after the conference, I was not only tired, 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 but I got sick. This actually started prior to the conference. So with me presenting at work, that meant I had to go in that day and I presented from the office. I actually presented on Toastmasters and I did my three C's, which are confidence, courage, and consistency. And I told my story, trying to get people to join the Toastmasters Club at my company. Yes, my company has a Toastmasters Club. I am a member. I serve as VP, no, Sergeant at Arms. Yes, that's one of the clubs I'm in. So that was what I was doing that presentation. While there, of course, I'm in contact with people. (laughs) There was a person there that I thought was maybe sick. They said it was allergies. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But we were all, we were all in the conference room. I call it a fishbowl. It was a conference room. We were all in together. Didn't carry my Lysol that day to Lysol down everything that at least I was touching. Probably a day after that, I did feel something in my throat, but that's normal when I have to give a presentation or I speak. That's normal. A little frogs crawl up my throat, and they do what they do. Again, that happened. Then when I got ready to present at the District 14, oh, I'm going to get into all that. Right before I was getting ready to present, my voice was totally leaving. Thankfully, I had the best assistant in the world, the best person where she was assisting me. And they got me some hot tea, literally, right before I was to open my mouth to start presenting. Then, oh my goodness, my presentation. The one at work went pretty well. Uh, one thing I I did, and again, I'm, I'm still learning with some things. The way we were recording that meeting, I like to speak standing. And I was sitting, and the camera was on me sitting. And then when I stand up, one of the cameras that was recording, I guess the, the camera from my computer, it was basically just catching my, my midways, not just me. So things, everything is a learning process. But... My presentation at the D14 conference. Oh, and this is the best thing about having the best assistant in the world. She told me as I was setting up that my PowerPoint was still loading. Not thinking like, okay, it's still loading. We are several minutes out before it's time for me to start. In rehearsal the day before, it all worked great. So, you know, I just thought like, okay, it's no problem. I'm not even thinking about it. <laughs> And it didn't totally register with me until the IT person or one of the one of the IT people, they came up, uh, they're from the district. The district has the absolute best IT department. They have the absolute best IT department led by a wonderful lady. But this person came up to me and she said that your IT person is on the way to resolve your problem. I just looked at her like, okay, I didn't know we were having a problem. But my assistant had already got in touch with, I'm not sure if I, should, I forget the word they use at the conference, but I, I'm going to call her my assistant because I could not have pulled this off without her. They told me the IT person is coming to resolve your problem. And of course, again, it didn't totally register with me that something was happening. Something was happening with the PowerPoint. And we were using the district computer 
it was supposed to be pulling up my PowerPoint from their computer. And again, we tested all this the day prior. <laughs> the technology, everything worked fine. When the IT person showed up, I believe they had transferred the presentation from the district computer to my computer. <laughs> my personal computer, Gladys, was not working that day. The PowerPoint pulled up, but it was stuck on slide two. This is when it really hit me that I was having a tech issue or a problem per se that was happening. This is where my own words of advice of coaching kicked in. The one thing I tell people I work with, coach, advice, whatever, speak to on the, on the street, is to know your material. The key to being a great presenter is to know your material. The one thing I do know is how to podcast, telling others how to do it. Well, I was going to depend upon my slides to remind me what I know. Also due to my own scheduling and time frame of actually showing up at the conference and not sticking to the schedule I had planned when we talked about timing, scheduling before, I did not get to rehearse the actual presentation one last time before doing it. The rehearsal we had was basically a technology run through. And this is what I mean when I say everything worked well in rehearsal. I had turned on my computer up in my room. I turned my computer on getting ready to practice the presentation. This is, I guess, the day prior. I presented on Saturday, so I believe this was late Friday evening that I had turned on the computer to practice it. Apparently, that is what locked my computer up because it had been on half the day before and was still on up to about an hour before I was to present with the PowerPoint constantly running. So, you know, that's taking a lot of memory from the computer. It's struggling. That basically tired the computer out. Yes, computers get tired because I did not reset or restart it prior to actual presentation time. Then after I got my podcasting equipment set up and all the lines connected, the sound was not coming through my speaker because I wanted the audience to hear the podcast music. Like you hear the intro music and all that. I wanted them to be able to hear that. I can hear it in my headphones, but I was not hearing it in the speaker. And I knew I connected it just the way I had, but for some reason it wasn't happening the way I wanted it to. When it rains, it pours. However, somehow... I was able to pull off a partial presentation and with most of the viable information the students in my class needed to at least get the basic information on starting a podcast. Oh, not to mention, again, all of this is a learning curve. Every time you do something, you're learning. I did not have enough handouts. Why I underestimated, I don't know. But I printed out 35 copies of the handout. I figured that would be enough because I figured maybe... 15, 20 people may show up for the class. 30, you know, if I'm lucky. There were more than 50 people in my session. I saw the room. It was full of people. Not to mention it got hot in that room. It's like they turned the heat on. This is April, middle of April, and it's like they turned the heat on. And I know here in Georgia we've been having bipolar weather, cold one day, cold one day, cold one day, almost warm the next. Spring almost showed up. And so that day, I don't remember if it was I think it was cool-ish outside, so the heat was on. If you've seen my post from Instagram, I'm in black slacks, a checkered shirt, and I have my, what I call my signature, blue blazer on. And people were saying, well, why don't you take the blazer off? You know, you can take the blazer off. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. 
But there were more than 50 people in the class. So I mean, and I told my assistant, like, hey, keep one of the handouts for me. So while I'm presenting, I can refer back to it. It was just information like how to start your podcast, questions you should ask, things to fill in, what everybody would have. Okay. When I, while presenting and while the PowerPoint is still handing up, hanging up, I asked her for the presentation. She's like, yeah, they took the last one. If you could have saw my face, because I had my back to the audience then, if you could have saw my face, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> your own words come back to bite you because it is, comes back to say, know your information. And I talked to my coach afterwards, and she was like, why would you underestimate you're talking about podcasting? Everybody and their mama wants to know how to podcast, and you got several people out there there ready to start the podcast or they've done the basics. They need that little last bit of information. So you should have expected to have your room overflowing lesson learned okay and i will admit i'm going to admit this when you're preparing for something like this this is i had to get my hats my 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 hat off to people that do this all the time and they prepare and i'm going to refer back to something creflo dollar said several years ago when i lived in mississippi you know because people talk about creflo he's the money evangelist money preacher whatever and he said when delta stops charging me i'll stop talking about money when the people that work for me stop charging me and stop wanting a salary, I'll stop talking about money. When all the things that I have to pay for stop need to be paid, I'll stop talking about money. Putting on a presentation can become expensive. Not that I was trying to take the cheap route out, but I had a quote-unquote budget because I was giving out prizes too. I was able to do that. <laughs> I got some prizes from some wonderful people. One of the people is P.M. Kester, host of the Take a Break podcast. Another person I got something from was a lady by the name of Monique Jones. She goes by Monique underscore unique on Instagram. I got journals from both of these people. And I gave those as my gifts. Shout out to both of them. Okay. Then the equipment, like most of my podcast and equipment, yes, I already had that. But I was adding to my repertoire of equipment. I was doing that anyway without the conference. But, again, like that speaker I mentioned, all those things cost money. And it took a little bit of money to do this. Do I regret that? Oh, no. I had to put an investment in myself. And that's, I know I'm getting off the topic of this, but just to put it out there, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do any kind of thing, you have to invest somewhere in yourself. And you've heard me say get the free before you have to pay a fee. At some point, you're going to have to pay a fee. And that's what I told the people in this class. You know, they pay for the conference, yes, but get the free while you can before you have to pay a fee. There's all kind of classes out there to learn how to podcast. There's all kind of programs. There are a lot of free podcasts out there on starting a podcast that you can take advantage of. There's this thing called what everybody calls YouTube University. <laughs> so, again, that was one of the issues there. It, it did take some money. So I'm thinking I don't want to pay for a lot of extra handouts because I believe it was like six, seven pages on the handout. It was quite a few. That cost some money. And shout out to the lady that printed out my handouts. Donna, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> okay. Because she did this like last minute and she did this on her own personal color printer because I wanted at least the cover page to be colored because it was a picture of me. The picture you see on the podcast. That, that's my branding picture, whatever. So I wasn't trying to waste money per se. Not being cheap, but I figured 35 copies was way more than enough. 
learning process. Next time I'm going to put out, I'm going to print out 50 handouts and 10 people are going to show up. But I was very surprised how many people were waiting to start a podcast. And that is one of the projects within Toastmasters is how to uh, start a podcast. And there are a lot of people, they were like, look, I have the idea, I have the concept. I just need to know what to do or what equipment do I need to go buy? What, what do I need to do? Where do I record my podcast? So I was able to give all of them that information. And because we didn't have enough handouts, again, my club, Gwinnett Tucker, Toastmasters Club, number 833, stepped in. They got email addresses from everybody. And it was my intention to email the handouts to everyone anyway. They got the email addresses, everyone got got handouts emailed out to them. Let them know if you did not get one, we will send it out to you. Surprisingly, two of my complaints, biggest complaints I had was that I talked too fast. That happens. I mean, I did get a little nervous. So I did talk fast. That pursued me, not necessarily made me upset or angry, but in my mind, the fact that the PowerPoint was not working because I put a lot of work in that, and I, I wanted them to get that information. I was more concerned, really wasn't concerned about the, the work I put into the PowerPoint. I was concerned about the information that was in that PowerPoint that I was going to give to the to this audience, these students, these this class of people that had, quote, unquote, itching ears to get the information that I was going to give to them. So that was the main thing. wasn't upset about it because stuff happens. It, all my years on this earth, the thing I've learned is that Stuff happens. And during the all the meetings we had about the conference presenting, the one thing that was pre- prevalent was have a backup, have a backup to your backup, and just in case, have a backup to your backup's backup. Okay? And I thought I was prepared for that. They even had suggested putting your presentation on a jump drive. I don't, I have a jump drive somewhere, but I don't necessarily use them anymore because I save everything to the cloud. And I figured if it's on the cloud, I can always get to it. I even brought two mobile hotspots, or well, my inter- my business internet, which can be mobile. You can carry that equipment when just plugging in and it works. As well as my little mobile hotspot because I wanted people to be able to access the internet. The conference last year, that was an issue with the hotel's internet. So I was being prepared, prepared. And just in case my computer could connect to the internet and I could always access the presentation from the cloud. Hmm. Always remember, reset your computer, restart your computer. I'm, I'm not sure what may have happened with the district's computer. That's not a concern. The thing is, they were there to help fix it. Technology issues happen. That's why they have those technology people there. They have them on call. They have them there like to get there and rush. Because you have 50 minutes to present in this class. You get 50 minutes. And I told everybody from the start, I can't teach you how to podcast in 50 minutes. I had already planned to do follow-up sessions, going to have a Zoom meeting with, every, with people. That was one of the prizes I gave away was to have a 30-minute session with me, scot-free. You know, you have your individual session. So I don't look at these things as bad things. It helped me prepare or helped prepare me better for the next time. And I did receive a lot of positive feedback. And, again, the, the two negative things I received was I talked too fast at some points. And some people that didn't get a handout said there was no handout or that it was not enough handouts. Lesson learned. Okay. Again, I emailed the handouts to everyone who provided their email address. My presentation itself was sent out by the educational chair for the uh, conference. She sent that present. I believe she sent it to everybody who attended the conference from what I saw, which was good. So the work I put into that PowerPoint, the information I wanted them to get, they were able to get it, even if I wasn't able to have it up on that screen. But then they had 
and that was my intention also was to email that presentation to everyone that powerpoint and they can see the things go back and look at it stop pause and say hey okay this is where i'm at this is what i need to do people that did get the handout they were like oh this handout helped me so much because it answered a lot of questions or at least it asked the questions they needed to ask and once they were able to put that in they're like okay this 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 flows this flows this flows so it may not work out the way you want it to but it works out okay Yeah, I have to take a breather. And again, I'm not perfect. One of my club members that was in North even told me, hey, you're talking a little fast. They were telling me right then, like, hey, slow down, because you could tell I was nervous or that I was a little offset because what I needed to happen wasn't happening. But they know me. <laughs> my members know me. And they knew that I just needed to, like, stop, slow down, think it through. And I would be able to do the presentation that they know I could do. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I try. And I always tell people, I don't even look for perfection in people or in myself. I expect some things to happen. It's how it responds. But presented, District 14, I presented, yay. I've always wanted to present at the Toastmasters conference like this. Since I first joined Toastmasters like 15 years ago, the first time I ever went to a conference, I said that I went to all those different sessions. You know how conferences work. There's all kind of workshops and educational sessions. I said then, I could be up there presenting. Hey, I did that. A win is a win. <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot of new podcasters in the podcast, podcast verse real soon. Amazingly, like I said, some of the participants already had the ideal of their podcast ready, but they were missing on how to launch it and equipment needed and were unaware of things like guest agreements and giving your podcast an E rating. E is not for everyone. E means explicit when you are a little raunchy with your content and how to monetize their podcast. So be sure to go to buymeacoffee.com slash Shero, C-H-E-T-R-O, and <laughs> buy me a coffee. Shameless plug. Okay, third thing, as I stated, the result of that sickness, or as I stated, I was sick after the conference. The third thing that happened is I lost my voice. For real, for real. I wasn't even a squeaky mouse. So after that, being sick, it took a little time for me to recover. I'm drinking. I, I really made the industry rich. <laughs> I'm drinking tea, I'm doing all kinds of things, and every time I think my voice is back, I do something crazy, like while I'm out uh, doing divine deliverance, call somebody on the phone, talk to them for an hour, and guess what it does? It took away from my voice again. <sighs> okay. Voice just was not happening. Again, if you follow me on social media, one of my hashtags, podcaster with no voice. So I posted some pictures from the conference, some things or whatever, did that as far as social media. And the thing in my back, back of my head was I wanted to repurpose an old episode. I, I actually have done an episode on how to start your podcast. This was also a presentation I did within Toastmasters Club because, again, this is one of the projects, one of the pathways within Toastmasters is starting a podcast. I wanted to repost that. Remember earlier I told you that thing about time? Yeah, when I get home, I'd rest. Rest is important to me. I hear some people talk about, oh, I don't like to rest, or I, I try not to rest. Look, God rested. 
So guess what Shayro's going to do? So when I rest, I rest good. Sometimes I take a nap. I wake up two, three hours later, which was supposed to be a 15, 30-minute, 15, 20, 30-minute nap. And two, three hours later, I'm up, and I'm tired, and I have to rest. So that's that's the other thing that was happening. So along with the sickness, I then had a toothache. I still have a toothache. <laughs> My dad and stepmom were coming into town. I had totally forgotten. I was supposed to clear my schedule. They were coming to town for uh, my stepmom's niece's graduation from medical school. Yay. There's a doctor in the family. I totally forgot. I was supposed to clear my schedule. I had. I was scheduled to be on a radio show, Candid Conversations with G, that Saturday. They came in that Friday night on the train. The train, as always, was delayed. Then getting a Uber for them because, hey, I had pink eye. Yeah, I got pink eye. That was another sickness. Got pink eye, so I was not sure about being around my dad, but it was clearing up, at least by that Friday night vibe. My eye was still a red, so I put a patch over my eye. Again, if you see me, me on social media, you see me with the patch. I didn't post a picture where I had the homemade patch. If you have pink eye and you're going to do a selfie, turn the flash off. I'm telling you this from experience, not from what I heard. That is some of the worst pain you can experience. I don't know if y'all hear the ice cream truck in the background, but there's an ice cream truck outside. I know it's coming through my through my headphones, so it's probably coming through the speaker. I was trying to see if the lights lit up, but it stopped now. Okay, so yes, I had pink eye. I was getting over it, basically got over it part when my dad got in, so I briefly saw them as I got them on Uber to get them to where they were they were going to. to the great city of Decatur, Georgia. Also, my Toastmasters Club, Gwinnett Tucker, number 833, they were having a, they had a booth set up. It was called Tucker Day. So I was supposed to be participating in that. That was Saturday. That was basically last weekend. I called that organizer and let them know, hey, I've got pink eye. Here's the ironic part. We had this booth set up last year for Tucker Day. I was not able to participate after signing up to participate because I had pink eye. Is this a yearly thing that I get pink eye? I have another theory on that too. Every time I try to do events for my club members after club time or whatever, I get sick. I don't know what it is about it, but I get sick. My dad and they came into town, got them squared away. I had talked to the... She calls herself the CPO. I forget what CPO. The CPO of the Candid with G conversation. She's also one of the hosts, Tabs Two Cents. <laughs> I talked to her, told her, hey, I have pink eye. And she's like, okay, what does that mean? I'm like, well, one, I probably shouldn't be out in these streets driving. <laughs> I, can't, I can hardly see. I'm like, I have a patch over my eye, but I can hardly see. Okay. They took care of the situation of getting me there to the studio. Yes, recorded actually in studio. That's my first time recording in an actual studio, I believe. But very exciting. I was very excited to be a guest for that show. Again, that's the Candid Conversations with G. And you can find them on the iHeartRadio app and at the ATLTalks.com programming. So shout out to King G and Tabs Two Cents and the Cluster Radio Media Studios. And the owner 
of the studio, Captain Daryl Davis. I was there talking to him and didn't even realize I was talking to him. But I did ask if this was black owned. Of course, like people always ask that. And I ask that because I'm always proud of us black people doing something. But this is Atlanta. You have a bazillion studios here in Atlanta. But it's always good to find that good, nice, this is a professional studio. The setup is amazing. If you ever watch the Candid Conversation with G show, they do video, but they didn't do video that day. I believe the videographer was out. So it was just audio that day. But if you watch any of his shows or any other shows that they do, there's several radio shows or programs that come out of his studio. And this is a very professional setup. So let me throw something in here. You know, usually I say a story from Feeding the Hunger. Let me give you stories from Divine Deliverance. This is Atlanta. There are studios all over the place. And there are places you would not believe are studios. I have been in some of the uh, less than mm, high up neighborhoods. Let's say it that way. Yeah, Less than high up neighborhoods. You pick up somebody. And this is a little rapper. Like, hey, man, thank you, man, thank you. I had, I had some beats I had to lay down. I just coming out of the studio. Okay, where's the studio? That house I just came out of. Whoa. Not putting it down on how anybody lives or whatever, but, you know, I can't even describe. But there was a, a house there. It, it, it There was some wood structure, something there. there. There was a building or a piece of a building. This was the recording studio. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, I got, like, several stuff. I got tracks out. I do this. I'm such and such. He was telling me all who he was. He's a little young rapper. He's like, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. And I picked up little young guys, like, late at night, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And I knew where this one studio was when I first started doing Rideshare. I knew it was there because I had picked up somebody from there, and they told me what it was. And this is kind of one of the popular ones. And he's like, man, I had these tracks in my head, and I just had to, I got to go lay them down, so I'm going to the studio. So I'm taking people to several studios, picked them up from studios, little holes in the wall that the wall wasn't even there there was just a hole and this is an entire studio and he's like yeah i recorded my entire album there I'm like whoa so it was just very <laughs> it was just very relaxing to see this nice setup this studio that was there again that's cluster radio media studios and you can find them at clusterradio.com and on ig is cluster radio media but this was a very nice setup. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, King G. Do I have my first stuff? There it is. Yeah. Thank you, King G. Tabs two cents. Captain Daryl Davis. And the Cluster Radio Media Studios. <laughs> I don't know if you can catch it, if you didn't catch it live, but it was amazing. We had some good conversation, and it was amazing. Background, Captain King G and Tabs Two Cents and myself, we all used to work together at the same place. And amazing, one of our uh, coworkers that would work with us, she called in and gave her a few cents on some things. Very amazing. So I, I really enjoyed this. I'm enjoying this uh, being a guest role. I like this. Uh, being a guest, so I need to put myself out there a little bit more. Uh, you can follow Candid Conversations again, Candid Conversations with G, G E E, at G So Candid, G E E S O C A N D I D. That's on Instagram. King G at King G, K I N G G E E, and Tabs Two Cents at 
Tab Two Cents. That's T A B, the number two, C N T S. That's on Instagram. Shout out. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. There we go. I'm learning to use this stuff more often. I'm learning to use this. I'm going to try to use it more often. Okay. And again, thank you guys for having me on. I had a lot of fun being a guest on the show. Again, I like this being a guest thing. I'm going to see, see what I'm with. More to come on that about things that's going to come up. My Toastmasters Club, again, they had a booth set up on Tucker Day. So because I did the radio show that morning, this is Atlanta, traffic. We got out of the studio probably like 1 o'clock. I got home like 4-something because this is Atlanta. There's this thing here in Atlanta called traffic. I figured I'd go down and at least help with taking down stuff because that was what I was supposed to be doing. I was supposed to be there like the last hour. And I'm like, let me go down. Let me at least try to take down all the equipment. So I got there. They had me covered uh, for to do what I do. I basically stood there and watched other people <laughs> take down the equipment and things. So shout out to my 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 home Toastmasters Club, the Gwinnett Tucker Toastmasters Club number 833. They are the absolute best. And again, when I was presenting at the conference, when they realized some things were going downhill, they like, well, let's start. Well, we all have some questions. Let's ask questions. And I mean, they came with all these professional questions. They got the audience more engaged. I love my club. I love my club. Last year, this time, I was in the human speech contest. As you know, I am the winner of the District 14 Toastmasters Conference 2022 human speech contest. Yay. <laughs> this club supported me and you, you you cannot imagine I when I say support they supported me they had to listen to this speech I gave several times I think they knew the speech better than I did but every time it was a smile it was a compliment it was things I could do to make it better or they see they like, I see where you improved something there this needs to happen this always supported they didn't hardly even know me they even allowed me to be the keynote for an open house, and I had only been in the club a few months at that time. I, I had not really vigorously been tested. They have put trust in me and belief in me when it comes to this podcast. A lot of my listeners consistently are the people in my club. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. And that's not what I have to say. It, it, it amazes me when someone tells me, I listen to your podcast. People outside the club. Niece of my stepmom, where the, uh, who was the mother of the person graduating from med school, my dad and someone, they end up staying with them one night. And this is an old friend from high school. Have not seen them personally in about 30 years. We actually used to all work at McDonald's together. Hadn't physically seen her in about 30 years. We're friends on Facebook and on social media and things like that. And I want to thank her. Thank her. Can I say her name? Uh, we're going to put her name out there. Because she says she listens. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The the things you did, you are amazing. And glad to see you in these 30-something 30, 30 years. I haven't seen you about 30 years. But thank you, Tanya. But while there, we're getting ready to leave. My dad and stepmom and everything, leave them there. And she turns to me and tells me, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, what? She said, I listen to your podcast. I like it. And I, I, I'm just in shock when people tell me that they listen to my podcast. I say, oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Some of the people I will meet, i probably give them whatever card information, where to find a podcast. And when I see them again, oh, I listened to your podcast and you were talking about this. You are a mess. Either you're funny or, you know, you have a lot of information there in that little 
brain of yours. You know, people don't expect that from you. I know. Not being conceited, but I know people don't expect a lot of things from me. If you look at a lot of physical things about me, you don't expect the things from me that you get from me. But this is it's been a journey. It's been a, a way to get there. Another friend, they told me, like, I remember we had a lot of intelligent conversations when we first met, and I just said, there's something special about you. That's what they were saying about me. And I'm like, really? So it always just shocks me whenever someone says, hey, I listen to your podcast. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to the other two people who listen to my podcast, (laughs) thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to the participants in the session for dealing with me and bearing with me because I know it was was difficult. It was a little little hard to get it all together, but thank you. A lot of those people come back and say, hey, I listened to your podcast. And the first thing I'll be like, did I offend you with my profanity? Like, oh, no. <laughs> this one lady, I got to get her as a guest on this show because she's done things like uh, talk radio, things like that, things similar to a podcast before, and she's looking to start it back again. But this one lady, oh, she really tripped me up. I'm like, okay, well, I did an episode with some guests, and we did a lot of profanity there, and there's a few episodes where I get very passionate about some things I'm talking about, and I use profanity. Got to make sure you get her E-rating. And she's like, well, that's okay with the profanity because every other word out of my mouth is a, is a profanity word. <laughs> she's an older white lady. I can say that. And that's how she describes it. She's older to be. She's white. And she was like, I just appreciate how, you know, the guess you had, they're just straightforward. They're unfiltered. They're unapologetic. You know, that's the thing with some of the generation. They're not always apologizing for doing what's normally, happens normally in life or saying the things they normally would say. So... And they tell me, like, well, I went back and listened. I look at my numbers right now. Some of my past episodes, the numbers are growing. I'm like, oh, so people from the class, they listened. They went back and listened to my podcast. And I told them, you know, there's an episode there telling you how to start a podcast. And there's episodes on different things. Some things you may get offended about. Some things you may not agree with me on. That's life. I don't really expect everyone. I really don't expect anyone to agree with me. I'm different than everyone. But that's, it is how it is. Oh, let me just throw this in there. That club that is so great, by the way, that wonderful Gwinnett Tucker Toastmasters Club, on June 2nd, 2023, at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, they will celebrate their 50th anniversary. I'm kind of liking how my voice is coming back. I don't know if it's going to stay this way, but we're getting more into what is really my voice, my natural voice. I'm liking this. You know, if you need your voicemail recorded while I have this voice I'm available or a fee if you need some voiceover work done or an introduction to someone while I have this voice I'm available for a fee if you just need to hear a common voice at night and record it to help you get to sleep I'm available for a fee <laughs> shameless plugs for me but hey, I am me. I, I think I'm the shameless king because I'm always throwing shameless stuff like that. But 50th anniversary of the Gwinnett Tucker Toastmasters Club, June the 2nd. It's really June 1st, but our meeting is on Friday, which is June the 2nd. It's going to be a lot of special guests there, a lot of, a lot of things. And we are a hybrid. We are on Zoom. Hit me up if you want the Zoom link. You want to wake up at 730 in the morning. I am not a morning person, but apparently I love these people, which is why I get up at 6-something in the morning if I'm going to, to the club in person. Or at seven, something I'm going to be on Zoom with them, but they are the absolute best club. I am going to throw that shameless plug out there because 
I'm VP of membership of this club, which means I'm responsible for getting us new members. This is the Toastmasters Club you want to join. Let me say that again. This is the Toastmasters Club you want to join. You've been looking for ways to improve yourself, become a better speaker, a better leader, a better communicator. Gwinnett Tucker Toastmasters Club number 833 is the club to join. We are a very diverse club that is that has membership to whose main purpose is to make sure and ensure that you improve your communication speaker and leadership skills. We do have a website. If you type in Gwinnett Tucker Toastmasters, why well, don't have the actual site? Because I, you know what? That's the wonderful thing about modern technology because all I have to do is go here. You can't see what I'm doing. Go here. Go here. Da 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 da. Ba da ba da bing. It is Gwinnett Tucker. I'm sorry. Let me start that over. Let me get it right. Gwinnett Toastmasters Club 833.toastmastersclub.org. How do you spell Gwinnett? G W I N N E T T. So when you type it in, there's going to be like three T's Gwinnett Toastmasters Club 833.toastmastersclub.org. Hey, I figured out how to do that. The joy of modern technology. Don't you just love it? As I'm talking about that club, I'm getting notified of a meeting of another club. Yes, I'm a member of three clubs in Toastmasters. <laughs> Somebody must really love Toastmasters. <laughs> okay. And we're also at, we're in Tucker. I mean, are in Tucker, Georgia at the Matthews Cafeteria. And you can join in person or you can join via Zoom. So we are hybrid. And we stream all of our meetings via Zoom. Just join us. Just come just come and join, okay? Come come and observe just something spectacular, okay? All right. Hi, this is Shayro. Thank you for being a listener to my podcast. You can support this podcast by buying me a coffee. Yes, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash Shayro, C-H-E-T-R-O, and donate to the What Shayro Thinks About It podcast. The money collected will be used to purchase additional equipment for the podcast. Remember, that is buymeacoffee.com slash Shayro, C-H-E-T-R-O. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. So that's where I have been and why my voice has been missing from the airways. The question now is, where am I going? What is next for Shayro? I really do enjoy this podcasting thing. I plan to continue doing something that I absolutely love. And I know it is way beyond time to step up my game. I know that. That was the intention of season two, to step up my game. I have a little bit because I've had a few guests here. It is way beyond time to put this show in the minds of all of the masses. I, I need to really increase my followership, my le- my listenership, all of that. And that's always been the intention. But I knew I was going to start from scratch, from zero, and it was something that had to be built. I will continue to grow this show and help others who are looking to start their own podcast or to become better speakers, need confidence building. I will continue to do that. That That is, I believe that is my calling. As someone told me uh, this past weekend, you know, you need to acknowledge your calling. I have acknowledged. I just, this thing called time to continue to do what I'm doing and doing a lot of other things. It's taking up a lot of my time. 
But this is something I love doing. Just, it was so good to be back in front of an audience presenting and to be presenting live. I know I, I enjoyed the Zoom and the video conference and things like that because I'm an introvert, I'm shy, and I just kind of enjoy that. But it felt so good at the uh, conference and network to actually be back presenting in front of people. So therefore, I gotta make myself a little bit more available. Some things I need to put into motion. I need to do some things. These things I've, I've said, I won't do. This is the thing. This is, I'm living this dream of mine out loud. And all of you get to come along and watch the dream. You know how in TV shows, movies, a person is dreaming and you get to sit there and watch the dream. Hey, you get to sit there and watch the dream. I enjoy coaching others. Hey, I coached a contestant in the contest. They made it all the way to the division. So that was awesome. I'm going to do a lot of the things I like to do. People talk about this thing called happiness. Happiness is about doing what you like to do. I was talking to one of my divine delivered people that I delivered, and they, we were talking about happiness. Happiness is not about what other people think should make you happy. Happiness is not about other people's thoughts or things. You know, it's like confidence. Confidence is all about you and what you think, your mindset. It's always happiness. Happiness is about your mindset. And we were talking, and she's like, so what actually makes you happy? And I told her the story about how I, when I was a child, I was, <laughs> I can say this because my dad was here this past weekend. I used to get, quote, unquote, uh, what's the word, fussed at something because I couldn't drive when I was eight or nine. My older brother, he started driving when he was like six, and he could actually drive the car from our house to our grandparents' house by himself at six. I, that, I was not blessed with that. However, I did learn how to drive later on in years, and I love driving. Uh, when I have to drive my little brother or sister around to different things or deliver the family, I enjoy driving. From the time I got my permit, I have never, never had to ask my parents, can I drive? Because we're going somewhere. My mom would get on the passenger seat, my dad get in the back seat. And I was always scared to ask, but I knew from the way my older brother was. Anytime he went somewhere, he drove. If the family was going somewhere, my older brother was driving. <laughs> no if and buts about it. And the same thing happened with me. When I got my permit, I never had to ask my parents to drive. And I see, like, with these kids, they're learning how to drive. They're new. And they're like, Mommy, can I drive? Can I drive? And the parent be like, my nerves can't take it right now. I'm going to drive. And I'm like, train up a child. <laughs> so I had to give a child to my dad and my mom on that. They trained me how to drive. They Look, I got driving experience. When I was 15, I actually had a license. I got to drive to another state. I got to drive. My dad and I took a trip to the coast of Mississippi. I got to drive with a little stick shift truck. We joke about this because on the way down there in Laurel, Mississippi, this lady kind of hit me in the back. But well, what happened is there was a five-speed truck. I'm still learning the clutch and everything. Rolled back a little bit, hit her. But I thought my dad was going to jump all over me, fuss at me or something like that. Hmm. I thought he was going to take over. I just nervously watched. He got back on the passenger side after him and the woman because, <laughs> you know, in Mississippi or whatever, you know, if you hear somebody from the rear yard, they're at fault. And now that I think about it, I think that lady had been drinking. And she was so scared, so nervous. My dad like, well, there's no damage here, so we can just go on by the way. And he got in the passenger side, on the passenger side. And he told me, these are words that have lasted with me forever. Just ease off of that clutch a little bit. Be given, kind of hold that brake with, with the back of your foot. Be giving a little gas with the front of your foot and ease off that clutch and it won't roll back. I have never had a vehicle roll back 
using the clutch since that day. That's some invaluable advice my dad gave me. Probably some good advice for life. Sometimes you just got to ease off of something. But while applying that pressure with part of your, the back of your foot, apply some pressure with the front of that foot. You need to learn how to be able to control items because that truck has no sense at all. The only control it has is the control I have over it. Your happiness, the only control over your happiness is what you control over it. Your peace of mind, the only thing that you have there in your peace of mind is the control you have over it. Your mindset, your beliefs, your thoughts, your ideals, all about what you control. This is something, it's not an outside force. This is what you control. So just like that little 84 Nissan truck, it's going to do what I do under my control. My life is going to happen under my control. Tech issues may happen, but how I respond to it is under my control. People, oh my goodness, people are going to be people. How I respond to it is under my control. Your life, how you respond to it is under your control. Learn how to ease off of some things while applying the right pressure to the right things to get something moving. Everyone is able to use their situation as motivation. And everyone can try to achieve anything that they can set their minds to achieving. I plan to bring more guests to the show. I'm working on some things. And this guesting, oh, I know why I, I'm, I like the solo thing because it does have your hair pulling out. I've been working with this one person since last year. We had said we want to do something the first of the year, first of 2023. We kind of decided on something. I got them a guest for them. They decided, but they haven't reached out to me since. So I don't know when we're going to be able to record. But I'm looking at other people as well, bringing them on as guests. I plan to be a guest on some more shows. And the thing, people ask, how do you become a guest? Again, that's something we went over with the podcasting class. It's as simple as this. Ask. Ask and you shall receive. A closed mouth don't get fed. How did you get on Unestablished? I listened to them at the end of their show. They say, if you'd like to be a guest on Unestablished, send us an email to their email address. I sent an email to their email address. They responded. They said, yes. They had me on as a guest. I sent an email again to them months later. Would you be a guest on my show? Yes. I've had my family on here when we did the 30th anniversary of my mom's passing. How did I get them as a guest? Guest, I ask. It's as simple as that. I ask. And in some situations, I have been asked, you know. So if you're starting your podcast and you're looking how to get guests, ask. Well, I want to interview Oprah. Well, the, the first step of getting Oprah on your podcast or anything is to ask Oprah. You're going to ask her people. They may say no, more than likely. Gonna probably say, we respectfully decline. I've never reached out to Oprah, but I'm just throwing it out there because some people, they have these big, these super big dreams of, I'm going to interview this person. I'm going to, I'm going to be the biggest. This is okay. You just might. But step one is to ask them. And you never know. I listened to some people. Uh, the first show I ever was on was this conversation radio show. This guy has, uh, he's always got superstars and guests on it. He's running the show basically from Mississippi. And not that you can't get guests because you're in Mississippi, but I'm just saying he's probably running out of his bedroom or somewhere like that. But that's what he's doing. And he gets these guests that are stars on shows and things like that. But the first thing you have to do is ask. So if you want to achieve something, you want to get something that you want, 
ask. Again, a closed mouth don't get fed. But again, I do enjoy coaching people. Like I said, I did have a contestant got all the way to the division. Yay! Can I find my my clapping? There we go. Hey. Their first time competing, they got all the way to the division. That is just absolutely amazing. They got all the way to the division and placed. That is just amazing. As a matter of fact, they did two contests this year. So I coached them. They did all, most of the hard work, but coaching them was wonderful. We, we had this joke because every time she's like, oh, my coach said I can't do such and such. I'm like, you fired me, remember? She fired me so many times. And like after she fired me, I'd be like, okay, so this is what we need to do. I need you to do this, 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 this. She's like, I just fired you. I'm like, I don't listen to you. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed it. And teaching this class on podcasting, I enjoyed that. Doing the follow-up sessions, the people that did attend, I enjoyed that. You can tell look, my voice has gotten all high-pitched and everything. That was That is what making me happy. And like I told the lady in that was my pastor. What makes me happy? I enjoy driving because really, I, I, I hate for it to be this way. But every time I drive, do something like this or whatever, it proves to my dad that I could do it. He he always look. We were this was seventies and eighties, and he always told me like, you can't do this. You you're not you're not doing it. Whatever. I didn't realize at the time he was trying to encourage me to get out there and do it. So every time I drive, especially when I used to drive a stick shell, I'm like, it's proving a point that at one point you didn't believe I could do it. But I'm doing it. <laughs> I didn't realize at the time what my dad was instilling. I'm getting all on this. I'm this. I guess this show gonna be a little bit longer, but I'm getting all on stuff. I'm kind of. I am kind of emotional right now. I'm on a. I'm on a total total super high. Just seeing my dad here in Atlanta was just amazing. Seeing him, my stepmom here in Atlanta was just just a good feeling. Cause we don't get to. We used to do at least four trips to Mississippi a year. It's been lately. It's been getting down to two. The first year of the pandemic. It was maybe one. I think we didn't get to Mississippi to December of 2020. That was the first and only trip we took there that year. So it's just always amazing to see them. My dad is, I won't say 79. He had a birthday back here in March. Happy, happy belated birthday to him. But you've heard of my episode when I talk about black history, my heroes or whatever. And I, I tell you, my absolute heroes are my parents, my mom and my dad. But you know, to have that male figure that they always saying that black kids are missing. I wasn't missing that. And we had Michael Jordan then, and we had all kind of superstars. I guess Eddie Murphy, whatever. You know, there were black people not well known in places. But the person I looked up to, my my male figure, super figure, superhero, whatever. Even though we did not get along with a lot of stuff or whatever, we still don't always see eye to eye. But my absolute hero there is my dad. Totally off the way subject of what this podcast was been about, but it was just good to see my dad. I, I will admit he's not the person he was when I was growing up, but he is my dad, and it's just an absolute, absolute joy to see him. And I got to drive him too while I was out here. We went to get something to eat. <laughs> it's just so funny because afterwards he like. Oh, my goodness, he drive too fast for me. I'm like, my point is I had to get you there. I didn't say I get you there and you be smiling the whole way. My thing is I get you there. I get you point A, point B. And this is Atlanta. Like I tell my dad, if you drive slow out here, you will get ran over. Look, Grandma on the interstate is doing 75. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm on a total high from doing 
Candid with G Show, my dad being out here doing my presentation. I'm so glad I have a voice right now doing my presentation. Oh, this is another thing that was probably a better highlight, but no one, you know, I almost forgot about this because no one was supposed to know about this until afterwards. My club knew, of course. But I served as a contest judge for the International Speech Contest during the District 14 Conference. Well, everybody know now, because when you do your ballot, they see who they're collecting from, so everybody knows now. This past year, and even my Toastmasters journey, I have served as a judge before during at the club level, area level, and the division level. And I got to be a judge in contests in other districts, thanks to this wonderful thing called Zoom. I didn't have to be in the same state or whatever. But with other districts, so I've, I've been a judge throughout some contests this year. That's growing me as a coach. That's my thing. A lot of people think, well, Toastmasters help improve, improves, uh -huh. I don't even know if I'm going to edit that out, improves your speaking ability. Yes, it does. But it also helps with your leadership ability, your listening ability. And for me right now, the thing is, I'm improving myself as a coach. I'm trying. I'm kind of stepping away from speaking it as much in the club because I want our new members to have their opportunities. But I'm enjoying being an evaluator, being a judge, and that was just a real total highlight for me because there were some excellent speakers at this contest. They put their A game forward, and it was it was difficult decisions deciding who was going to be the winners and who you choose as your people. It, these are people put forth some work. And I know from last year the work I put in for the Humor Speech Contest. I've never worked on a speech that hard like I did last year for that contest. So these people put in some work. And that was an absolute joy. It was a, not a super joy because one of the judges in the contest, he's like a, a le legend within the District 14. I'm sitting across from him. And I'm watching his stoic face. The whole time of the contest. I mean, he was straight lying into listening to them, make sure he was getting key things. And that was just a learning experience. And I got to actually sit down and talk with him afterwards and stuff. So this entire Toastmaster year has been absolutely amazing. Not just with Toastmaster, but just things with me, the things that are happening, the things that are to come. I got to step up my game. No if and buts about it. This little thing, my, you know what people say, your little business. Well, my little business, my little podcasting, my, my little world of Shayro. I'm expanding that world. I'm coming for a lot of things that are mine to claim. No one can control that narrative or anything about it except me. So since I'm in control, I'm here to make it happen. If you're looking for a coach, here I am. I'll throw that for a fee in here. If you're looking to learn something about podcasting or you want to be a guest on the podcast, come on, hit me up. Shayro Speaks at gmail.com. C-H-E-T-R-O-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. Take that step. You know, that thing you're like, I'm scared to do it. Take that step. Ease up off of that clutch a little bit. Apply a little pressure to the brake to slow down and make sure that nothing rolls back on you. Apply a little pressure to that accelerator. Let that vehicle that's inside of you start moving. And when it does, you can come on off that clutch completely. And you'll be amazed that once you start moving, where you can go.
this, I guess we're almost half of the year. This half year has been amazing. And there's still things to come. <laughs> there are still, there is still things to come. Not just for Shayro, but for you. Hey, I'm Shayro. I build confidence. Well, my time here is done. That is all that is on my mind for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, and thank you for allowing me to serve you. Please listen, like, share, and subscribe to my podcast here at anchor.fm slash Shayro. And I can now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Radio Public, Stitcher, Pocket Cast as well. Remember to give me a five-star rating and a positive review where available. Tell your friends and your enemies about what Shayro thinks about it. A production of Shayro LLC where I build confidence by using your situation as motivation. Contact me for speaking events, panel discussions, coaching, speech writing, and mock interviews at shayrospeaks at gmail.com. That's C-H-E-T-R-O-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. Leave a voice message via a link on the podcast website. You can follow me on Facebook at Speaks. Instagram, what Shayro thinks about it, underscore podcast. Thinks has no I in it. I'm also on Instagram at Shayro, underscore LLC, C-H-E-T-R-O, underscore LLC. Please click the support button or buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Shayro, C-H-E-T-R-O. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thanks for joining in. Oh, to become a better leader, communicator, and speaker, Learn more at Toastmasters.org. Until next time, I am Shayro, and this has been What Shayro Thinks About It.